rich nigga, eight figure, that's my type. What up, though? I Heart Miko podcast, episode 170. Uh, today's July 9th. I am Miko Grimes, baby daddies to my left. Hey. What up, me? What's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Today, we have a very exciting show. We have a lot to cover, so I'm going to get through it quickly. I'm only going to hold you an hour today. I know y'all got an hour for a bitch, but um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Uh, last week, I had two episodes. I did too. So great. The Jamel Hill episode. That's Let it. me tell you. That was bomb. I got so many compliments. Everybody was very excited that I had her on and that, was dope. that we finally linked up. And uh, yeah, it's good. Like, I feel like we're friends now. Yeah. Like, we're actually friends. That was I was a dope. You know, it's dope. You know what I mean? I'm glad <laughs> yes. you got to do that. And then I also had Hustle and RJ go on and battle each other. That was this. hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. The reviews were that Hustle won. I, I was. I didn't want to say anything, but I, I felt like he should have won. RJ did a good job, though. He did Not, a good job, but he, you know, he has his opinion, and you know, it's really all opinion based, right, anyways. Right, and right. people just didn't agree with him as much as Hustle. But there was two episodes, and so uh, I'm going to be looking the rest of the summer to give you guys two episodes again. So be patient with me as I continue to try to book great guests for you guys over the summer. Uh, shout out the Network Studios for holding me down. You're getting lots of compliments on this studio. Let me tell you, everybody's excited that I'm here. They're like, stay forever. <laughs> but I can't. I'm only here for the summer. But once I leave the summer, I will definitely be trying to find a studio just like this, if not better, wherever we land. I don't know where this guy is going to be going to play football next year. So we'll we'll figure it out. But moving right along. So, Brent, you had your, you're a real Californian now. You had your first earthquake. Man. How'd it feel? I wasn't with you. I was out of town. I, I went... really felt like I'm a Californian right now. I um I was in the movies. This is a crazy story. I'm in the movies. Took Aiden to see Godzilla. He taught mm-hmm. me into seeing this. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It turned out to be okay movie. Mm-hmm. It was a scene. It's a fight scene. Big monsters on the screen. And I'm watching a fight scene. And the whole theater starts moving. Mm-hmm. The ground starts shaking. I start tripping. I'm looking around like, yo, am I tripping? Is the theater doing this? Mm-hmm. And then I start looking around at people and they doing the same thing. And I was like, yo, so I'm not tripping. The ground was just shaking right. And it was like, yeah, it was an earthquake. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I was talking to A and I was like, what if we go outside and the whole city's in ruins? You guys are so child. I knew you would you would love to see that. You would love to be a superhero and get Aiden home. You probably would get on one of those birds like if I, and be jumping yeah, boulders and, and, and sinkholes and everything all cool. through Florida. Oh my God. Aiden had his fourth of July birthday uh, not birthday, fourth of July party. He finally knows how to swim. So he was able to have his party. Yes. I'm so proud of him. Yes, it was a great party, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was a good party and he had fun. I said, look, Jesus oh. Christ. And um, I, I don't like celebrating 4th of July, but Aiden does. He yeah. just sees it as an opportunity to have a party. Like most people, these holidays are really just an opportunity to get drunk, uh, buy a whole bunch of shit you don't need, or dress up. Those yeah, are usually the much. holidays you in America. In get drunk, day. Cinco de Mayo, New Year's, All of them are Christmas, drunk, Thanksgiving, Halloween. Get drunk, eat. 
and eat, yeah. buy useless things, yeah. and dress up. Like you can eat meals like where you have sausage, steak, oh, and chicken on the was, same plate. I was proud of myself that I had so much dead animal for 4th of July yeah. for my friends. Yeah, I did. even I even got the macaroni and cheese that had real cheese in it. Yeah, which goes was, against you did everything. A, you I'm, went against your morals a lot at that point. The whole day. Hats off to you. Because that's first not off, really my 4th of July. My real 4th of July is Juneteenth. Yeah. Let's you, just keep it a buck. We, we all know that. Yeah. The fact that you allowed a 4th of July party, the mm-hmm. fact that you had flag decorations. Right. Then you had dairy filled like sides. Like you just <laughs> you just swallowed a lot I of stuff. I was out of my day. element. I just so allowed off to me I go. allowed my friends to be comfortable and be themselves and enjoy enjoy yeah. their meals, you know. Uh some people said that those two big earthquakes were two different reasons. One of them was Zion Duncan oh my in the Summer League. And speaking of the Summer League, for all my ladies that are trying to have a hot girl city, if you're really trying to have a hot girl city, you are not in, in Vegas. What are you doing? That's where all the dumb idiots that are just drafted are playing basketball, looking to, you know, get you pregnant and get yeah. you a bag. <laughs> yeah. That's where all the hoes are. Yeah. Zion is injured, though, now. He's done for the summer. Yeah, I mean, he probably just got a little, he probably feel a little something. They say yeah, just worth, like, you know what? This, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, chill out. This ain't that deep. They've already, we already got the dunk off. That dunk yeah. was all we really That's needed. All they needed. To see that. Um, the other earthquake was uh, Kawhi Leonard shitting on the Lakers and landed mm. in Clipper, Clipperland. We're going to get into that later because that's a big, big story this week. I hate that my podcast is only on Tuesdays because stories like that are all everybody's opinions already out. It's kind of old now, but I'm going to still give my opinion a little yeah. bit, you know. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the champs, the back to back champs. Women's World Cup. Yes, indeed. Yes, they're, they they. Great thing. I was a little worried in the beginning just because they didn't score in the first half. I was just like, whoa. I mean, I was a little nervous. Netherlands is a good team. I mean, nah, but I just felt like they still dominate everyone. So I just thought that, you know, they would at least get one goal off in the first half. But they didn't, and they still came through two goals, won the chip. Yeah, they did. Megan Ruffino, she's just dope. Yeah, she got a PK. I, I wasn't a fan of the PK. Not saying it wasn't, but I hate when big championships is decided on, like, a PK like like that, but it was a PK. It was what it was. But the second goal was real. The second goal was a nice goal. I put it on my story. Yeah, nice move, uh, nice goal. But um, they just you know they don't get the respect that they deserve, obviously. But that's just the the life of women's sports. But this is the thing: they have the number one jersey, number one jersey in all of soccer. Our women's team. Yeah, number one. And did you know that women are suing? Why? Because they're not getting the same For pay? Equal pay. So I talked to my girlfriend, Adrian Lauren. Shout out, Adrian. Um, she used to work at ESPN. Um, mm-hmm. She's also an attorney. And she ran down. She, I'm looking at the notes. We were talking back and forth. And she said the women are suing for equal pay. And she sent me all these stats, which I will hope my editor will post these up for you so you can see them. But as you can see from the graphics, they win more. Uh, they generate a fuckload more of revenue. But they get paid pennies on the dollar compared to the men. I didn't know that their money is like combined. Like whatever the men make. And whatever the women make, they combine it, and then it's divvied out to the teams. And the men is this just for the national team? Yes, Uh, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. That's absolutely ridiculous. So they're carrying a heavier load and getting less pay. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of that's ridiculous. And I and I was saying to her like, like, who's getting the money? Where is it going? You know? And she said the men's national team is getting the money despite the fact that they suck. Yeah. (laughs) She said there's two different sources: the FIFA World Cup and the U.S. Soccer Federation. 
The women want the FIFA purses to be bigger for women, much like how Serena Williams fought for tennis to be have a bigger purse. Yeah. And the women also want Major Soccer League to pay them more based on their earnings, increase their base salaries and all else. Women receive $30,000 less pay than men. Yeah. And it's just like just looking at these numbers and it's it's extreme disrespect. Brent. It's not like, oh, it's just, you know, it is extremely disrespectful what they're making compared to the men, even for wins and losses. Like you still get money for wins and losses. But it's like, for example, the men would like if they lose a game and they get like 90,000 or 150,000, the women get like 24,000. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're using it. I don't, I don't know. There's no they, excuse. I don't know how they're doing that, but. It's disrespect. Yeah. That's it's extreme that. disrespect. And I, I, I would understand if it was like a WNBA type of situation where the WNBA is not bringing in more than the NBA. You know yeah, what I mean? That's they don't, how it's they're not selling more jerseys. But these women are selling more tickets, more jerseys, everything. Everything is yeah. way higher than the men. Because it's, so yeah, they're going to make more money because it's, it's easier to get behind the winner. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's, it's just winner. easier, you know. People want to cheer for the men. So like it's kind of run. They lost. The men played the same day as the women had yeah. the prime time game. They had the prime time game and, and they lost. lost. But you know, but it's like I said, it's easier to get behind a winner. Well, shout out Megan for the Nipsey quote. Did you see her yeah, Nipsey quote? That was dope. Man, that was dope. she is. Why is she not black? Like I just oh feel like she's God. a black woman on the inside. <laughs> she, just... she just does all things for black people. She's still kneeling. In protest with Kaepernick. She's quoting Nipsey. Definitely quoted Nipsey. Man. Bars. She's so dope. She's yeah. so dope. I appreciate her. Other, and she's good at soccer. Yeah. And other news. I have a test question for you now, Brent. Oh, God. What's my favorite Disney movie? Uh, Cinderella. Sick. No. Uh, Little Mermaid. I thought I was about to divorce you, dog. Little Mermaid. My bad. My bad. My bad. Cinderella is up there though. Yeah, but it's not my favorite. Little Mermaid. The is. Little my bad. I Mermaid. Trip. I know this this movie front to back, not just the songs, every single word from you every do. character. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know all of them. There's a reason. So you know I when trip I by getting that wrong. You know when I ran away from home, Loki, when I was 13. Yeah, I moved know. in with my uncle Haven and his wife Debbie, and they had a two year old daughter named Megan, and I used to babysit her. And every single night I put her to bed with that movie and we used to just watch it till we fall asleep. And I'm talking about for until I was in college. Damn. I used to do that every it was. So our it ritual. makes sense why, you know, all the damn. Yes. Like, like I'm, I'm obsessed okay. with that movie. And so, you know, all the drama behind The Little Mermaid right now. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen a little bit now that I'm on social media. So um, Hallie, um, Hallie Bailey, you know who she is? No. Remember the group I told you about, Chloe and Hallie, who Beyonce signed, those two yeah, girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's also on a show called Grownish. You yeah. remember the show Blackish? Yeah, yeah. The spinoff yeah. was Grownish. She's a she's a singer, obviously a musician and, and an actress. She has been uh tapped to play the role as Ariel. And um there's a new group on uh Facebook called uh Christians Against the Little Mermaid. Interesting, right? Christians. Why? They are upset that there's a black girl playing Ariel. Why? Because they think that Ariel's real. They don't know it's this fictional character. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. They think, wait, what? Yes. It's no. called Christians Against uh, the Little Mermaid. Boycott Hallie Bailey. That's her name. They made a whole Facebook group to show us just how racist they are. And I did a little research. Wait. 
Yes, this there's 55,000 members of this group. I did a little research and it's a little catfish. Let me just educate you guys. So the group started July 19th in 2017 and the group was called Love, Compassion and Understanding. That's where all the followers came in. Then in 2019, in January of 2019, they turned the group name into Boycott the Super Bowl. Then in June, June 5th of 2019, they changed the group name to Muhammad Ali Memorial. Okay. And then 4th of July, last week, it became Christians Against the Little Mermaid and in quotes, Boycott Halle Bailey, pretty much. And it's it's got a lot of members. And so what I think is, it's not really, the, these people aren't in this group for that. They yeah, were already they, in it for something else. Yeah. And they don't even know, like, I'm probably in some groups that I just never yeah, logged but, out of or checked out of. But that doesn't mean that it's not bad. There's a lot of bullshit going on in there. And um, this, 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 here's some of the things that you, you read in there. Uh, let me see. Where is it at? Why would they cast a black person as a mermaid when black people can't swim? Shut up. No, this is a joke. <laughs> no, they are joking. This is not. She's probably going to be scared, afraid to get her hair wet. No, see, these are jokes. This is a joke account. And another one said, "This is a joke account." Another one said, <laughs> "These are funny jokes." I'm like. Telling you, they made a sambo mermaid. You know what a sambo is? Sambo is what I think is like the fighting style. Yeah, that you would think that, but if you're a racist, what a sambo is is a extremely black person with big red lips and big teeth and big eyes and nappy hair, like eating watermelon. Oh, okay. That's okay. a sample. So they made a sample version of the Little Mermaid. Someone actually drew this thing out and put it in the group chat. Wow. Yes. So the group really turned heel. Yes. <laughs> so it did a heel much. turn out yes. of all their members. And then someone said, why do, why do black people wear fake white people's hair? And here's the best. Somebody responded. And this is what they said. Brazilian and Peruvian hair isn't white. Nobody's signing up to buy Alabama straight. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama straight. Nah, yes. you don't see that that pack. So this group is fake, but it's real. You know what I mean? It, the yeah. numbers make it look like all these people were in here commenting. It's really just a small group of them that are just racist. The owner of the of the group is named a uh, guy named um, what's his stupid ass name? Wade Wilson. You know who Wade Wilson is? No. Deadpool. Oh, okay. It's a fake yeah, name. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, fake yeah. group. Um, but it's just disrespectful. You know yeah, what I mean? I just think it's jokes. It the is racist. Mermaid, yeah. It's racist jokes, but I'm not take I can't take them serious. That's that's all jokes. And if you keep it a buck, if you really think about it, how would a pasty white, bright red headed mermaid last in the ocean? Wouldn't she be prey? <laughs> Wouldn't she be easily seen? Easily seen. You know, so it kind of makes sense that the mermaid would be black. Yeah, she could hide a little better. You know, and I just, I just feel like it's a fictional character. That's what I'm saying. When you said, when you said from the beginning, like the the little mermaid, I'm like, what? This is, we're talking about the little mermaid. Yes. She deals with a a crab and a lobster that talks. It's a woman under the sea that's got. Yeah, Ursula. Come on, bro. This is, this is a Disney movie. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, why can't little black girls see mermaids black? It could be whatever you want. Yeah. This is a fictional movie. We've had a white mermaid. We should have a Spanish one one day. We should have an Asian one. Whatever. Like, whatever. Whatever actress you want to portray as little mermaid, that's who it can be because this is not real. Yeah. This is not, not a biography. It's not a real person where you could like, you know what? This is not. We can't have a white guy playing Muhammad Ali. Right. I just don't You fit. can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. 
You can't have a black dude being Frank Sinatra. You can't do that. Correct. But you can have a black Little Mermaid, Spanish Little Mermaid, it Indian just, Little Mermaid. Whatever. It just bothers me that this is even a thing. And I'm just like, you know what? Grow up, people. Like, there's so many other things to be bothered by in the world. Why are you bothered by that? Yeah. It's stupid as hell. But um, anyway, let's get to the biggest story. Kawhi went to the Clippers with Paul George. Um, all right. I'm fine. Okay. I actually, only reason I wanted him to go there is just to be rude. Honestly, just do what the Warriors did. It would be awful for the league, just like it was awful when the Warriors did it. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? I wouldn't mind LeBron. Just since everybody hates on him and thinks he's awful anyways, fuck it. Be yeah. awful. Be right. an awful human being and get the claw there and, and just dominate the league. Yeah. But it didn't happen. I think it's great because now there's no big three in the entire NBA. Do you know that? There's no I'm big doing three. Like a, no, it's not. There's going to be a picture up. Editor, get get get, the, get them together. There's going to be a picture up. But there's no big three. I think it balances everything out. I think it's amazing that LeBron and him are going to go at it in Staples Center. You know, the yeah, Clippers made that's, the... Yeah, that's cool. This LA, is going to this... be great. The ticket sales, Jesus Christ. Bruh. Tickets are going to be awful. Bruh. I'm not going to go to any games. I'm going to tell you right now. I'd rather just watch on TV because I'm just thinking about the traffic getting in traffic and out as well. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. They got a great squad, though. Paul George, Pat Beverly, Lou Will stayed. I thought mm-hmm. that was great that he did that. Yeah, they and got a squad. The streets are saying that Kawhi, this was a scheme. The reason he stalled it out was so that those other free agents could get signed somewhere else so that LeBron wouldn't have a big three. Mm. I don't think he's that smart. I don't think that was the case. I don't think it was that. I really feel like he was really trying to wait and see if he can get Paul George. Yeah, definitely. Because he, he wasn't going to go to the Clippers without him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, it happened. Uh, I think it's a good trade. I like the Lakers. Danny Green, you know I can't stand him. I, I got, you got so much hate for Danny Green, but <sighs> I'm a, I'm I am cheer a good for him piece. again. I I'm, think he's a good piece for y'all. Okay. We got Rondo. We got Boogie. You know, we got AD. You think this is the best squad LeBron's ever had? No. Who's the best? The, the Heat squad? Yes. Uh, I think Adrian Anthony Davis is way better than um, what's his name? Dwayne Wade? No, big man. Um, Bosh. Oh yeah, he's better, better than, than Bosh, but they don't have a, a D Wade. I know, but they have a lot of other pieces and things. I just think that this squad is good. It's not great, but nobody is great. There's nobody no. in the league that that's great. That's like, oh yeah, this is going to be the dominant team. But nobody has LeBron, so I'm Lakers in five. <laughs> On the Clippers. They're going to be good as hell. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Kawhi. And I'm going to still be be cheering for you. I'm going to still cheer for Kawhi. I'm still a fan. You know, I'm going to cheer for him. You know, I I, I love players that I love. You know, I'm going to cheer for him. But I think, so so what do you think happens? And everybody's talking about the regular season and how they're going to match up because they play each other four times. I don't care about that. What do you, what do you think of a seven game series against these two barring any injuries, everybody's healthy and heading into the playoffs? It's hard for me to pick against LeBron in a series. If every, everybody's healthy smart. with, with uh, Anthony Davis. So I'm going to go with the Lakers, in but five. I felt, I don't know about five, <laughs> but I feel like that'd be a good series though. I feel like the Lakers still need to add a couple more shooters. Absolutely. Kyle Korver's still out there. He's going to be a Laker. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about your Warriors? I don't know what the hell. I I feel like they're going to be straight, but I don't know what they're going to do with, um what's his name? 
D'Angelo Russell. I don't well, know they if they need gonna, him for Clay. Clay's not going to be ready I know ready they the need beginning. him, but I don't know if that's like going to be there. Like, is they going to trade him? He really should have came to the Lakers. We really, we really could have used him. Yeah, that would, that would flow. But I just don't know if because when when Clay does come back, you're going to have Clay, D'Angelo Steph. Russell, and Steph. Like, I, too, I don't really see too that. Too small. Yeah, you're too small. And Steph can't play no defense. So I Watch mean. Out just saying that's a, that's not a good look for you guys but i mean i just feel like the warriors are going to contend they that's going to still be pieces, good yeah. i'm gonna actually have fun watching them i'll be honest like it was you're gonna act really watch now yeah like, like it was kind of some games lose, yeah <laughs> it was kind of i, I want to say boring like it was just i they knew just they, they weren't playing any fourth quarters even when this playoffs when like people started getting hurt like when KD first got hurt, it kind of made it like, oh, it's kind of fun to watch because you got to see like that series, the next series. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to be cool to me. I mean, I don't necessarily need to know they're going to win every game. Right. What do you think Westbrook is going? Because speculation Ooh, with the Bulls, the God Heat, sign up with Jimmy Butler, the Pistons, even the Lakers. What do you think he fits on the Rockets as well? Yeah, I was going to say the Rockets. I really don't know. Steven Jackson was on um, really one know. of these shows that won't hire me. And he was basically, <laughs> fuck, I'm not giving him no props. This shit. And he was on the show saying that um, all this speculation of saying that nobody wants to play with Russ is bullshit. That he doesn't know any players that have ever said, I don't want to play with him. But I'm thinking to myself, like, most of the guys that left him, they were his friends. So stop that. Oh, <laughs> Most of the guys that left, they were his friends. So I'm thinking to myself, they're not going to tell you, man, I hate playing with this nigga. Because they all hang out in the summer and everything. I mean, they don't have to say it. Yeah. They leave. Like, you're a a basketball. He's a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Like, would you, like, really? Like, you watched Russ play for years. And, like, that style of play, especially in the way the league is going now, is not conducive to winning. Like, it's not. And not saying he's not an amazing player. He is, but he needs to adjust his style to just a bit where mm-hmm. it, it involves other people. And Do you, you think take... he's capable of doing that? Does he have well, the IQ? Because we've never seen we've it. We've never we've seen it. We've actually never seen what and you're it, talking about. And it's tough because it's been encouraged. <clears throat> that has been encouraged. Because it's that a... triple-double, he made that, they made that a thing, and that's like big. And now I the see... triple-double is, is ruined. It's, it's ruined. But I feel like the, the OKC used him in a bit, like... Like, they knew KD was leaving, so now they just hyped up him just trying to get triple-doubles and, and just hyped up this type of stuff, but that wasn't really going to win for real. They thought mm-hmm. maybe they did think maybe that could win, but that's not going to win. Yeah. So now maybe now he realizing everybody's leaving him. Maybe he does realize now, like, all right, I got I can still get my numbers, but I got to get other people involved. I got to be but, more But where do you think he can go? Which team do you think he fits best if it was the Bulls, with Heat, that style? Pistons, or uh, Lakers, or Rockets? The Rockets? You think? The Rock, but it would be kind of weird with him and Harden. He would Harden. take Harden off the ball? That's what I'm saying. It'd be kind of weird, but the, mm. the style that the Rockets play is open floor, ISOs. That's true. And like, and if you give it to him, he can drive and kick. Like, you know what I mean? He can shoot bad shots. That, you know, <laughs> so the Rockets live on bad shots. You know, but they I could see him. Though. I could see him on the Rockets. If I was him, I would go to like he could go to like the Heat. Yeah, the Heat with is Jimmy a good, Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. It's a good organization. The thing about the Heat, they haven't been really good in a while, but they're a good organization. They're always going to be competitive. And maybe somebody like Pat Riley can talk to him. You know, he just 
gets a lot of respect from players because of his history. And maybe that can help him do some things better and be a better team player. Oh, I don't want him as a Lakers. This is no shade. No, nah, he can't. It's just it's, not. It, that wouldn't work. And I know he's from L.A. I know he'll be home, work. but. Uh, that wouldn't work. Him and LeBron would not work. Nah. Good luck to, to him, though. Yeah, wherever he's, he goes. he's cool to watch, but he's just got to change some things to be a winner for real. Did you see the Greek Freak's brother sign with the yeah, Bucks? Yeah, I saw that. How cool is that? Very cool. Very cool. Is he good? I don't even know anything about him. I know him. nothing about him, to tell you the truth. He's tall. <laughs> he's Greek. Um, <laughs> the thing about that, they signed him. <laughs> they signed him, but they lost Brogdon, I think. And mm-hmm. that's a big loss for them. That is. Yeah, so this weekend I finally made my big three appearance. Yeah, you did. I went to Birmingham. I had some fire-ass weed in Birmingham. Shout out my connect. Shout out. In Birmingham with some gas. And then I took a drive. Well, I didn't drive. I had a driver. Baller. <laughs> drive me to Atlanta. To, to Thank you. <laughs> thank you to you. Uh, and then I went to Atlanta to see them play live. Um, yeah. I, 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 I had a time of my life. And I was asked by some of my friends, like, why do you love the big three so much? You know, like, I really get excited. As you notice, I haven't really been going to the Drew League because I'm staying home to watch. Yeah. I obviously want a job with the big three. What's up? Mm-hmm. What's up? She should have a job with the big three. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly watching. I'm covering it. And how I explained to this person, I said, listen, I am 44 years old. Most of these guys are my age or right. a little bit younger. So these are guys that I played with, that I watched play, that I was mimicking when I was playing in college or when I was playing pro. And I went overseas and played for seven years. So a lot of people don't know this, but you don't really get to watch a lot of NBA games. Well, not when I played because I'm washed back in the day in 2000, first year I went overseas. Um, they didn't have the the coverage that they had. So I couldn't really get to watch a lot of games. I would just have to read about it or hear about it on a sports uh some type of sports uh, yeah. website or something. And so I missed a lot of their stuff, like live watching it. I just used to hear about it. Right. And so now I actually get to see them play. Yeah. Like, so I'm excited. Even though it's, it's half court, you know, basketball, like, I'm still excited to see them play. And one of my friends said to me that they don't like the big three because it's like getting a hand job <laughs> and not getting the pussy afterwards. What? That's exactly. <laughs> what he said he said it's like somebody giving you a hand job and then that's it like that you don't and I'm like, I'm like what do you mean he was like it's over too fast like I, you don't you don't get you need a whole sex you need you need to penetrate you I just kinda, dick suck I kind of think that's the cool part of the that's what thing. I told him I said I think it's good because if you had guys running full court older guys yeah, well, too many injuries good. it's not going to be short. good basketball five on five it's just not you you need that space so that guys can score more they can iso if there's not scoring going on it's not going to be exciting you yeah. know so i think it's just a good alternative yeah it's very it's different and that's what makes it cool because i like i was skeptical and you know when it first came out i'm like why would this be cool like, i wasn't at all no you I've weren't been you've been on the wagon one. from the beginning <laughs> yes and like I was like, eh, I mean, I'll check it out. I like basketball, you know, I'll mm-hmm. watch it, whatever. But now, since you really heavy into it this year, like this is your heaviest year, you you covering it a lot. And I've been paying attention, and I'm like, it's kind of cool. Like, I like that it's to 50. I like that it's yeah. three on three, because like playing basketball growing up, three on three, like you notice it's three on three tournaments. Everywhere. That's like a Hoop good game. That's yeah. like a good game. Three on three is a cool game. 
And it's just a good watch. And since you say it's a good watch, I'm about to give you a little test. Oh, God. Another test. Uh, there are only two undefeated teams left in the big three. Do you know who they are? Joe Johnson's team. The triplets. Um, damn, what's that? Um, not, the, not the enemies. Not be back. Uh, you need a hint? Yeah. What's, Steelers. Colors. The team with Frank Nitty on it. Yes. What's their name? The Killer Threes. Killer Threes. Okay, so both of those teams are still undefeated. Um, triple The triplets uh, are playing Tri-State with Amari Stoudemire, Nate Robinson, um, and also uh, Jason Richardson. The Killer Please, Killer Threes are playing Trilogy, who just uh, got their first win. They beat Power, the champions from last year. Yeah, but... but Catino was her big I baby got like kicked they, yeah, out. I felt like they was kicking in Atlanta or something, had a good night. <laughs> I don't know. because <laughs> they, they didn't play well. They didn't show up. They didn't seem right. But Catino got hurt too. He had, looked yeah. like he might have strained his Achilles or something. And then big baby left the court in his underwear. Yeah, he didn't want, that's what I'm saying. He seemed like he was trying to get kicked out the yeah, game. he was. Because he did had seem a long like that. night. So they, <laughs> they might have. So both those teams are undefeated. Do you think they'll both be undefeated after this weekend? Uh, Tri-State, Amari Stoudemire versus Joe Johnson. That's going to be a good game. And the Killer Threes versus... I'm taking, Tri- I'm, I'm taking, yeah. Both will be undefeated. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, yeah. I agree. And so since we both agree, I want to ask you this. who, Which team do you think is better? Which team would you pick to get in, to win the championship if the championship was next week? Killer Threes or Trilogy? I mean, Triplets. Killer Threes. Why? I feel like I like the triplets because I made my Joe Johnson pick for MVP at the beginning of the season. Just putting that out there. <laughs> but I feel like the the Killer Threes team. You know, you got C.J. Watson. You got two. You got two really good guards that mm-hmm. can create and make yes. shots. Then you got Stephen Jackson. That get, they just got more. Weapons. Right. They have they have Jackson who can cook you, CJ can cook you, Frank Nitty can cook you, Dante Green can cook yeah. you, Josh Powell can cook yeah. you. Eddie Curry is just gonna eat. Yeah. So <laughs> not to eat for real. <laughs> He's gonna eat. And the problem with the triplets is Joe Johnson's averaging twenty four points a game and they are barely yeah. winning by the skin of their teeth. They have some other guys that just aren't stepping up. And if you are putting all the weight on one player every week, Joe can have a bad night. That's what. You that's know? why I said I think they can win. Because, like, even say they do match up, they could throw different bodies on Joe Johnson. Right. Like, you could, Steven Jackson can match up for him a while. Then you could put Green on for a while. You could put Powell on him, too. Like, yeah. all them guys can match up. And that's kind of what Joe Johnson's problem with other players is. Because... He could go up top. Then he just, when he needs a bucket, sometimes he just bullies his way down, turns around. Like he's big, he's, strong. Yeah, so they could put different bodies on him, give him different looks. And they have, and what it seems like is that's their main thing. Other people are not stepping up as much as they need to, whereas Killer Threes is mm-hmm. pick your poison at times. Yeah, I think the Killer Threes are my early favorite easily. I just love watching them play. I love the excitement, the aggression. Yeah, yeah. They talk a lot of shit. They a lot do. of these teams talk a lot of shit. Speaking of shit talkers, um, like I told my listeners, I'm going to try to have someone from the Big Three on every week. And today we have Anthony Morrow joining us from Bivouac. Don't. And they're one of the biggest shit talking teams in the league. They're good to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch and everything. So let's let's uh, take a break real quick and get Anthony Morrow on right now. Charlotte's own Anthony Morrow is joining us via satellite right now. What's up, Anthony? Miko, Brent, what's going on, man? Brown's family, what's happening? Chilling. Brent, just come to the right now. 
<laughs> What'd you say? I said, Brent, come to the Panthers right now. Right now, he said. Look at him. He got the Panther blue yeah, it on. it might be meant to be. Look at the yeah, colors. He, he ready. Y'all need a corner? Yeah, we need uh, we need any any secondary, anything. Any position you want to play, we need you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all just got his ex-teammate, too, um, Gerald McCoy. Yeah. Yep. Y'all just signed nice, him. Bro. That's going to be all right there. The homies is mad about that, man. Cause he came from, he was in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the homie, my, my home, actually, where I'm recording from, my homie I do my podcast with, Justin Jack, he a Tampa Bay fan. Oh, okay. So he's salty? Yeah. Yeah, he sent me hell, man. Y'all got John. I look, man, he in a better place now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all you know, didn't man, want real him. Talk, Y'all bro. didn't want him. We talk big shit when it comes to football. I'm a hey. basketball player. We talk big shit when it comes to that's what's up. Then now that I know that, I'm definitely gonna have to have you on during football season so we can get some sports opinion on football, not just basketball. I would love that. Gotta have you on. It. But thank you for joining me. Um, like I said before, you're from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I watched um back on my block uh series by the big three that they did on you. So I kind of learned a little bit about you and where you came from. And you have a story like a lot of black young black men came up in the hood, um, not having much, took basketball, uh, advantage of basketball and and took it and ran with it and became a pro. What is it? What struck you to uh, play basketball from the beginning? Like what was what was about it? I mean, they put the my mom. My mom, and my uncles, really, they put that basketball in the crib, like for real. Mm. People be saying that, but like that, that's really how it was. But I really, I don't know, man. I just feel like, like basketball was always like a safe haven for me. You see what I'm saying? And I always had the ball in my hand. Like I would always dribble. I want to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was something that I always connected with, even more than people in my neighborhood coming up. Like people, we all love basketball because we got basketball courts in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Play football, wrestle, box. You know what I'm saying? But all hood sports. <laughs> Yeah. Running, I did all that shit. Running for but no reason, just racing down the street. Yeah. Racing, yeah, yes, like all sure. that. You know what I mean? But like basketball is always something I always went back to more than other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, I didn't know, I never had like aspirations of just being like, y'all be NBA club. I never thought wow. about that. I did. You just you know wanted to just play. I didn't know how to be with Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or Allen Iverson and these guys I looked up to was at. I didn't know how to get there. I just knew that I loved playing basketball and I had to make sure my grades was good enough for me to stay on the mm-hmm. team. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, it, just, it was a long story. It was a long journey with it. But, you know, that's what it is to say that I thank God for it every day. Well, you did good enough to go to Georgia Tech. You were undrafted, but you did get picked up by the Warriors. And you have a great, like, let me just say something. I, I, I was reading a lot about you and you were the original Splash Brother. Did you know that? Real shit. You started this. You started this Splash Brothers shit. This is the thanks you get. And I, can, I can call my homie Steph right now, and he'll he'll attest to it. Like real talk. Hey man, you know you did that. You was that. But I mean, it was it was a. I like I had a, a former coach tell me, you know, you was before your time with all the threes team shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little bit time with that. Like right when I left, they drafted Clay. Like maybe two years later. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they started saying like, look. Now we got Steph, and now Clay's here, and now we got some guys that do something that nobody else does. Let's just build on it. Right. So, like, analytics-wise, that shit worked out. It just so happened that I went to a team where they wasn't thinking like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
seven, eight threes a game, but that ain't nothing compared to Steph and Clay shooting 25 threes, like, combined. You know what I mean? Right. And then winning championships. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So Yeah. But yeah. you still, you were still the first NBA, uh, your first NBA star, you had 37 points. You shot 15 of 20. You're the first undrafted rookie to ever score that much in the first game. And you finished the season first rookie and first warrior to ever lead the league in three-point shooting before baller. everybody. That's baller. No cap. No fucking cap, man. So now... Because you got to have enough attempts yeah. to even... Get in that you know, category. You, you shot you shot 23s. Nah, bro. I nah. shot 100 and 200 you, something. Yeah. <laughs> you actually... You were 86 for 184, which is 46.7%. That's a lot of shots. You yeah. was out there. Shout out to Don Nelson. Shout out to Stack 5, Stephen Jackson, Corey yeah. Maggetti, all my OGs and, and coaches that really was like, really like encouraging me being an undrafted rookie coming in. They all encouraged me. They all said, look, do your thing. Don't worry about nothing else. Don't be scared. Come out there, play your game, be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was blessed to come in with some guys that, you know, had already had made a mark in the league. Mm-hmm. And, it was our- and they were supporting yeah. you. Yeah. So after that, you, you ended up bouncing around the league, seven different franchises. Why do you think you never stuck on one of these rosters? Like, why didn't you find an NBA home? I think, like I said, like being a shooter, it's like you kind of, it was kind of like you expendable. Like, you can, okay, we need a shooter, throw him in. And then, like, with my contracts, like, I, I made mid-level contracts, which is great. Right. I mean, I should have feel me? So, I'm, I was good, but it wasn't like you want – it's only a handful of dudes that can just, like, write their own check and stay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then there's guys that can, like, write their own check, but they got to be connected with another superstar mogul type dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was never really with that. I was with Steph when he was young. Yeah. I was with Kate Russ. KD left. KD was my guy. Russ is my guy, too, as well. Don't get me wrong. But, like, once that era ended, I was out of there. And then mm-hmm. they had the George era come in. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like, with me, it was more about, like, teams needing something, but it was also the business side of it. Okay, he's mm-hmm. making this. Okay, throw him in and make this money match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you was like oh, a piece. Shit. Everybody was just using you as a piece as opposed to like, you know, a yeah, major. I mean, that's, that's how it is for most of the NBA. Yeah. Like, they going to use you as that unless you, even if you cool with dudes that's not going nowhere. That's mm-hmm. like mobile superstar dudes. If it makes sense for them so they can win, they're going to throw you in a trade. That's yeah. most NBA players. That's just how the business goes. Hell yeah. Only thing you got to be you know, you got to be worried about it. As long as that shit matching up, you're going to get all your money. <laughs> that's that's the that's, most important part. That is the very most important part. Yeah, we got family, kids, businesses. We got everything. Yeah. Mortgage, everything. People got shit going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got to live because, you know, the NBA career isn't long. It's not like you can play forever and you got to live off whatever you get. Man, I'm trying to tell you. That's real. It's, it was four years was the, was the minimum at that time. And now I think it's more like five or six years is like the, the, the average to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. I was in that nine years and didn't even, I wasn't drafted. That's you know lit. What I'm how to move is, is how, it's more about how to move than just putting the ball in the hole mm-hmm. or just on the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's, it's a whole lot, man. But it was a blessing. I love it. You know what I mean? Like it's real. All of all those guys that you named, some of them going to be Hall of Famers. Who do you think you liked or enjoyed playing with the most? 
I mean, I can't, it's, it ain't just one person, I ain't gonna lie. I think um, Dirk Nowitzki was big. I played in Dallas for half a year. Dirk was, like, to see how Dirk was as a, as a worker and as a professional, and then as a Hall of Famer, and then mm-hmm. how people accept him and love him in Dallas, it was, it was like amazing. You know what I'm saying? And then how he was in the locker room, like all that shit. Like he did everything for his teammates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was with one place for like, I guess it's going on like 20 years or something like that. 21 years. That's big. Like it's, hell yeah. Dirk, Steven Jackson, Steph, seeing Steph young and develop to what he is now. You know what I'm saying? Um, KD, of course, Russ. Like, one of, like they like, these like my friends though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but just seeing how they move as professionals and like they work ethic and shit like that, it's like really it's it's special to see people that's already gonna be in the Hall of Fame want to beat you to the gym just to get there so they can work mm-hmm. every day. Do you so notice? Now, my bad, I'm no. sorry. Do you notice all the dudes that you name have similar work ethics? Like, are they all similar, or everybody different in their own type of way? Like, you know, like they had the intricacies, or is it? Anybody that's great on that level, like those guys you just named are all great players, like all-time greats. Are they all their work ethics similar? All their work ethics are similar. They just different personalities. Yeah, I see. So that's what I'm saying. It's cool to see how they work hard, like on their own type of like schedule. And their mm-hmm. personality is different. But you can see how they, like all the, everything they had in common was just like, hey, listen, I'm in the gym at this time. I'm doing this. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Young boys, you coming in. And what you doing? Like, what, what we doing? And we in there with them. You know what I'm saying? The ones that really want to work. I'm like, bro, it's no reason Dirt and Whiskey and Russell Westbrook and KD and these guys that I'm mentioning, Steven Jackson, when I played with him as a rookie. These dudes in the gym before the young boys in the gym. Mm. They making eight, nine, ten, twelve, twenty million dollars a year. That's because it's personal, you know. Paycheck. I play professional basketball, and yeah, you definitely, you know, are gonna like your check and like your money and get comfortable. But at the same time, you don't want nobody to cook you. You definitely don't. I don't care how what your check is. You can't. You got to get that work in. Yeah. On day to day basis, like you you can't feel like that. But I'm like, yo, like when I got in the league, I realized how much these guys. That inspired me more than anything. Like Kobe, you know what I mean? Like all them dudes, like I was like, these dudes work harder than the dudes that's trying to make the team. They want to, they, it's all about, it's personal now, it's pride too. Messed me up because I was like, man, like I came, I just got in through the back door Mm -hmm. and I got to like make sure that I'm in the gym before these guys that are going to be Hall of Famers and make like 20, 30 million dollars a year. Why wouldn't you want to be in the gym with them? Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you're in a different caliber of league. You're in the big three. You're playing with on the team called Bivouac. Um, what made you decide to play in the big three? I they asked me like two years ago. I turned it down because I was still waiting on the league and then like a couple overseas situations I was trying to like wait on to see what's going on. But I mean it's cute, man. They asked me again, shout out to Smooth, Josh Smith. Mm-hmm. Josh was like you're going to be a co-captain. We're going to be a co-captain. Like, you got to come play. So I was like, man, I'm going to see, like, you know, I had the other stuff off the court going on. Family, I got four kids, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you out here stroking, huh? <laughs> you out here stroking? <laughs> you out here stroking. <laughs> I know more. Are I'm you, good. You good? You I'm got not, fours enough? 
four is I a got lot. My, daughter, my daughter's 10, my beautiful daughter's 10. She lives in Atlanta. And I got three boys. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I got twin boys on there too. Okay. So, that was a half a stroke then. Oh <laughs> You're stupid as hell. Okay, so when I when I look at let's let's get off that subject. <laughs> so when I look at the rosters in the big three, you guys seem to have the the roster that I, I there's an asterisk by for me because you guys are a very small lineup. I, I was in Atlanta, saw you in Atlanta, I saw that you guys added Sean Williams. A, a very important piece because you needed some height and some size. You guys are currently one and two, but it's not that bad because you guys really did play three really good teams. You beat the enemies. You should have beat. Uh, uh, should've, should've you should have beat. You, you should be three and zero. I mean, if you keep it in a buck, you should be three and zero. But uh, you're one and two. You guys are playing really good. Uh, what is it going to take for you guys to get over the hump and get into the playoffs? Because this is a short season. This isn't like the NBA where you got 82 games to figure shit out. You got 10 weeks to figure it out. What are you guys going to be doing to get make sure you get back in the win, winner's column and get to the playoffs? I think for us, it's more it's more about um, like just chemistry. Like You can't really practice for three months. Oh, yeah, so you like, can. But you guys probably don't even live in the same city, too, though. Yeah, but I, I mean, I live in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So like most of them live in Atlanta, right? Everybody don't work out together and shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, it's cool for me to cuss, right? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> like it's like I live in like it's just a, a matter of us getting on the same page. You can't really practice with three on three, so I think it's just gonna be like the more we play, we figure it out and we just figure mm-hmm. out how to finish. The last game, two games we lost, we was up, up by like. Look, 12, 14 points. Yes, 40, you were. And we lost. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's more of a chemistry thing, and I think we'll figure it out. Okay. I think we're the best team. You know what I'm saying? You think you guys are the best strong. team? I think so. But we just got to gotta click You can't say that if you if you ain't winning now. People going to be like, <laughs> no, you got to win. We don't want to hear that chemistry shit. You got you to gotta put some W's in the I column. Feel I feel you. I feel you. But I feel like when we figure it out, we're the best team. Well, I'm well. I'm definitely gonna be watching. I think you guys are exciting. Will Bynum. Oh my God, the crossover the shit he be doing. My goodness. Yeah, saucing people. Saucing people. Uh, you got you guys are are very competitive. I like the I like the anger, the attitude. I like when Josh. One of the best moves of week one was when he got ejected with Royce White because Gilbert wasn't there, and then you take Royce out. Y'all didn't y'all capitalize on that shit and beat Smart. them. Strategic. Like you see, Josh. Josh had Josh made a point to make sure he let people know last game. I'm Josh Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. our first 17 points. Yeah, you know, I was twice last game, which was cool. I saw you was chilling. Let's keep it going. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Josh came in that thing and had you know I mean he had 22 or whatever he did, and they started keying in on him. But it's kind of hard to coach and play and scheme and practice for three on three basketball. That's an IQ thing. Yeah. You gotta know and know how to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Well, I wish you guys luck. I'm you know I'm going to be watching. I'm going to come catch some other cities and check you guys out, but before you go, I wanted to uh let you have a, a moment to talk about your podcast, your clothing line, and your uh charity. Yeah. So what's the name right. of the podcast? The Life the Podcast. It's the Life Podcast. Myself and my my brother, my bro Justin Jack, Jared Jackson, younger brother. Mhm. Um we got- Got a podcast. It's like podcast. We just did our 18th episode. 
we get more traction and more like consistency because I live in Charlotte, you live here. Look. So now I got the Zoom. Now, now we don't put you on. You know? Yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you. you. That's, see, that's what it's about. You know so I'm connecting and helping each other grow. You know, you got my number. You can always call me if you need some podcast help. I've been doing this three years. This is episode 170 for me. Baller. See, I need that. We're going to get on it. Hey, I'm going to be on your line. I got hey, the game. Too, man. <laughs> I know you have a clothing line as well. Whoever I need to holler at, I got you. I know you have a clothing line as well. What's the name of the clothing line? We got Amo Charities for one. We're doing everything community. August 24th, got a putback drive in the three-on-three tournament. That's going to be like, it's going to be like an outside tournament. It's in West Charlotte at Arbor Glen. Okay. People on Charlotte or surrounding areas. Come on over there. Everything free. You want to get in the three-on-three tournament, it's going to be $200. Mm-hmm. You get a thousand prize. You want the homies, whatever. Girls, it's whatever. Everybody want to, whoever want to play. Okay. And we do a lot of stuff. We do, we do that in the hood. We do everything. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like just supporting other foundations, um, foster children, underprivileged families, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of stuff coming soon. Clothing line, own sense of style. I just got off the phone for like the last three hours before I called y'all talking about that. Got another drop coming in like two or three weeks for women. Okay. Plug me. Yeah. Plug me. Hey, come on, man. I got you. Listen. Hey, whatever size, I swear to God. I'm a I got small. You. I'm a small. Everything small. Brent, what size you need, man? Uh, medium. Medium, large. What do you want? I got you. For got sure. You. Do y'all got a website? Yes, it's on this. Yeah, ownsensofstyle.com, and it's at ownsensofstyle on Instagram. Ownsensofstyle.com. Yeah, he got an Instagram page for the podcast, for the clothing line. What's the charity's uh, website? AMO Charities, AMO Charities. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for your time. You and I are going to link up again real soon. Got to, man. Appreciate y'all. I really appreciate y'all bringing me on. For real. All right. Good All speaking right, with you. All right, you too. All right, peace. Thank you guys for joining me once again for episode 170. Shout out Anthony Morrow for joining me. Shout out baby daddy Brent Grimes for joining me. Um, Make sure you guys check out my YouTube channel. If you're listening to this only, please know that on YouTube I have a channel and you can see the visuals and hear about everything that I said earlier and see that the podcast is growing, baby. I'm growing. Grow with me. I love you guys. Peace. It's so good, yeah. thick is so good yeah. If I can quit yeah. my job and fuck you all day shit, I would Yeah, yeah I would Straight. Yeah, I would If I can quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would <laughs> You can smash, you can smash Hood nigga, you don't even need a pass But do you think you up for the task? Cause this a big body bands, please don't crash Last time I let you fuck, it was amazing shit Love a nigga 